Hello and welcome to another Scottish Garden podcast. This time we're talking to Serena from Seeds of Hope Scotland. Seeds of Hope Scotland is a social enterprise focused on boosting biodiversity and supporting mental health, which came into being during the first lockdown in spring 2020. It started off as a feel-good project, the giveaway of thousands of wildflower seed packets to help those who were feeling isolated during the pandemic, but it's now developed into an online shop, which uses 10% of its profits to fund the continuation of the seed giveaways to good causes. Biodiversity and sustainability are also high up the agenda for Seeds of Hope, and they produce a series of wild wonders, guides to the various wildflowers we find around us every day. Founder Serena is passionate about the benefits of gardening and the importance of growing sustainably. So we discussed this and much more during our conversation. But to begin with, I asked her to share with us the story of how Seeds of Hope was created. It was actually right at the beginning of the first lockdown um, in just at the end of March 2020. So... um, I come from a background of working in um, conservation charities and wildlife charities. Um, So I have always been really, really passionate about um, biodiversity and habitat creation and supporting native species. Um, But at the beginning of of the lockdown, what I actually, my first really, really personal inspiration was that um, my dad is in London which is where originally where I'm from and uh, obviously I now live in Arbroath and um, he um, is in the shielding category so he has been on his own completely for almost a year now just over a year so right at the beginning I was very worried that I wouldn't be able to get down to see him as I normally do and he was on his own so as I love my my seeds and I'm a keen um, gardener, which I can tell you a little bit more about, but um, I thought I'd post him some wildflower seeds to sort of cheer him up. And so he could sow them in his garden and then we could chat about it, whether it's over Zoom or or whatever, over the phone. And um, I sent him these seeds and it, it really cheered him up and he did sow them and over the, the course of those next few months, we we had something to talk about and he could send me photos and all that sort of thing. Um, so having sent these seeds to my dad, I thought, oh, hang on, maybe, you know, that could be something that happened and I could do for more people. Um, and I just, you could see, I don't know if you remember, but you could see at the beginning of the lockdown, everyone was so scared and a lot of people were very isolated in Scotland obviously there's a lot of people that are very far away from anyone anyway um but particularly because a lot of people were being asked to shield and obviously there was just so much distance between people um and so I thought well it'd be lovely if people could get these wildflowers and and a little postcard that I designed um and so it all, it all sort of started from there. And I remember saying to myself, oh, I don't know, what sort of number of these could I feasibly put together sitting in my my study? And I and I picked 10,000 out of the air. And <laughs> I look back now and I'm like, oh, that was quite ambitious. Um, <laughs> but I basically the only reason it it worked out was because I I, I had the idea of of distributing these via community groups that were already working in the communities in Scotland, helping people affected by COVID. 
in various ways. So um, it wasn't a, a matter of sort of trying to get 10,000 packets of seeds and postcards out in the in the Royal Mail. Um, so that's how it really all began. And um, I ended up making connections with just honestly the most amazing people all over Scotland. Um, and I actually just feel so privileged to have like met all these different groups, um, everybody from uh, kind of community gardening groups who were trying to create nice um, displays in public spaces for people, all the way to people distributing like emergency um, food boxes and emergency well-being boxes for mental health. And all these people were kind of integrating these little seeds into their existing offering. Um, and that was also really important because it meant there were no like extra doorstep visits, which obviously would have possibly created some concern um, around safety. So um, it was all being kind of integrated into what people were already doing. So yeah, that's the that's the short version. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I, that's really good. It it sort of blows my uh, thing out the water where I sort of I had lots of extra seeds that I collected seed packets from various magazines and things, and I set those at my front door, and people were able to come, you know, put it on the community page on Facebook. People were able to come and help themselves, and I felt quite, well, I felt quite proud of myself for for making this contribution. But I'm afraid your your story really does blow that out of the water. <laughs> Ten thousand seeds is a, or packets is an amazing effort. The thing is, you know what though, that was that sort of thing was what. Um, kind of really fed into the inspiration for the project because um, I talked to a couple of people. I think I set up a little group on Facebook to start off with and and straight away people were like, oh, can, that's a great idea. Can we contribute some seeds? So at the beginning, that was people like you and people who had spare seeds and they kind of wanted to help. And it was just really like made me cry a little bit that people were so you know um so lovely and so willing to help and I remember I'll always remember the very first seed donation this lady in our growth had done exactly what you'd done and she'd got um seeds from gardening magazines and and whatnot and that was the very first donation and then after that I realized obviously because of the volume it had to a bit more standardized so then I started hustling wildflower seed companies for donations (laughs) um but yeah, that very first donation was a lady just like you. So, brilliant, brilliant. And it's funny, isn't it? There was this sort of turning point, a really remarkable um, sort of yeah. I, I would call it a turning point at the beginning of um, the lockdown last year, where everyone's gaze did turn towards the garden and the outdoors, and you know, seeds were among the things that were being shared and given away to people because it was such a, obviously a seasonal time as well. But it's it's led to what's been an amazing kind of growth and interest in gardening and in nature. And, and that's obviously great for you, but it is great for everybody, I think, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, um, one of the thoughts I had when giving these wildflower seeds away in March was that they were a type of seeds that bloomed in the summer that same summer so I kind of wanted to to have give somebody give people nice you know nice things to look at and bring some life and you know bees and and pollinators and and it just makes you feel so I've always felt it just makes you feel so happy just standing in that kind of environment um feeling like you've contributed to helping other little creatures and creating color and life and um and so I'm a massive um 
advocate of of gardening and nature for mental health and well-being um any particularly tough times I've had it's just so therapeutic and just the weight just lifts off your shoulders when you can be um I can lose hours you know it's like my happy place I can just lose hours just pottering doing things in a garden um so yeah I I actually um I when I first moved to Arbroath I took on an allotment for the first time so that was um what nearly three years ago now and um good lord I've got some tales to tell (laughs) I uh, there were things that I was not ready for in the Scottish climate um um, (laughs) it really does um and there was also various incidents involving deer just eating everything that I'd you know that kind of thing um but I it just it made me so happy and then now to see people other people just doing the learning like I was doing about how happy it makes you is just a joy yeah it is one of the few um benefits side benefits I think of all the chaos we've had to put up with I think over the past year or so so um yeah if, if one good, if anything good happens then it's it's got to be people yeah coming to terms with the fact that nature and gardening is is a good thing is good for them so biodiversity as well another thing which seems to be increasing in people's awareness and and that's obviously quite key to what you're doing what why is biodiversity so important and why is it at the heart of what you're doing yeah so god there's so many strands to that um I think on a very practical level, people don't understand how important uh, pollinating insects in particular are for human survival and and progression, Um, just in terms of food production. um, They're just such an integral um, part of of a sustainable and preferably local food production economy. Um, So even if it was just for selfish reasons, people human beings really need to get their heads around that a lot of people are and a lot of people I think bees are something that people are kind of loving and and it helps that they look cute and (laughs) you know they're very um distinctive and so people are kind of beginning to you know there's a lot of bee lovers out there but more generally um it's just not really our right to be sort of tramping all over what a be- you know what a beautiful um biodiverse habitat there is and in Scotland it, it particularly it breaks my heart when you see um for example gardens that have no plants in them just paved them um or they've put chuckies down um and I totally get why um for practical reasons especially if you've got kids um or, or whatever version of your lifestyle means it's much easier um but even in a really small garden setting, creating like a more natural biodiverse environment is, is again, really practically important because things like it helps with drainage. It means there's less risk of flooding. Um, and that's quite apart from, from the benefits, uh, you know, that all, all the animals in the, in the chain kind of get from that. Um, and we've got so many, it's just Scott again as I, as I was saying to you a little earlier I because I come from London and, and a very built up part of London when I first moved to Scotland my husband was thought it was hilarious because I was like so excited every time I saw any form of wild animal I mean like a beetle and I was like oh my god <laughs> it's such a beautiful beetle <laughs> um and I think if you come from somewhere which probably doesn't have so much mm-hmm. um wildlife on your doorstep maybe I don't know maybe I appreciate it even more um 
yeah yeah that's true I think um perhaps in Scotland we take for granted what what is around us uh and therefore feel that we can just do do whatever we like with our space but it's so easy to um just to adapt your space your garden to 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 and make it that bit more environmentally friendly to make it just that bit more um friendly for pollinators and to contribute in a small way because I think that's what it's my my ethos is sort of like if we all do a little bit then it just makes the big difference altogether doesn't it definitely and I think that's another reason I'm a big fan of wildflowers because they are so easy to grow um not all wildflowers you know that you can't kind of generalize about them but um the the flowers that I I wanted to give out at the beginning they they were native to Scotland or, or naturalised, which is species that have been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. So I know that's a really, we get down into the prickly issue of what's native and what's not. But um, <laughs> they were, yeah, they were native to Scotland and they were insect friendly um, and they were brightly coloured. And really, you just chuck them on the ground and, and water them. <laughs> yeah. So um, I totally see why people don't, or people don't necessarily have the the money or the energy or the space to to do certain sorts of um you know planting for wildlife but um and that's one of the reasons that um as our kind of little shop offering I try to offer things that kind of are good for humans as well as good for wildlife so um whether that's like organic veg seeds um the the flowers of which are still good for insects or easy wildflowers or things that you can grow in quite small spaces you know um mm-hmm. I think that's really important so you you're encouraging um do you do you give people a bit of guidance on how to where to sow their wildflowers or how what's best way to grow them yeah so um in the past I've bought packets of seeds and the instructions are on the back and then you rip the seed packet open and you're trying to piece together these instructions you know um so what I've done is um, on the website, we've um, built a series of uh, guide pages. So every type of seeds on the back of the packet, there's a little link to that URL. And then you can go to the page of the website and it's pretty detailed um, about what time of year to sow the seeds and where to sow them and how to prepare the ground. Um, and with veg seeds, we've included like recipe links and stuff. So um, it's a kind of hopefully one stop information shop brilliant it really is evolving isn't it from how it started out <laughs> and in fact it's becoming us it is a social enterprise right isn't that right so you're, you're you're talking about now giving something back as well as well as well as um you know running a, a business I suppose yeah so so at the beginning it was literally just a, a giveaway of, of 10,000 packets of these seeds and postcards and um I was so lucky because we got donations from seed companies and I ran a, I ran a crowdfunder, um, which uh, helped us to purchase the rest of the seeds that were needed. And um, I'm saying us, like, because <laughs> I guess there are more people involved now, but at the beginning it was just me, you know, <laughs> me, me and my, my kitchen table. Um, and so, yeah, so there was sort of funding at the beginning that was obviously very one-off in nature, like a crowdfunder. Um, and I put you know, a little bit of my own money into it. And and then I thought, what was funny was this 10,000 packets of seeds went out and it was all, everyone was delighted. And we got loads of pictures of people's seeds as they were growing and the flowers and it was just so nice. Um, and then quite a few people said, oh, when you do this again next year, can I get some seed? <laughs> and I was like, oh, 
um, I hadn't really thought about doing it again. Um, and lots of people seemed to think it was a good idea. So I tried to come up with a, a funding model that would make it sustainable um, for me to run this. Um, and as you said, while still kind of being true to the principles of, of the giveaway. So um, now we um, run a small online shop and um, we also um, take slightly larger orders um, for companies or organisations who would like to give their seeds as gifts to their stakeholders or, or customers or whoever. And yeah, so 10% of all funds that come in are put into a, a sort of specific pot and then that money is solely used to run more giveaways, uh, seed giveaways to, to good causes in Scotland. So um, that's how I've worked out that we can keep running the seed giveaways. Um, and the good causes uh, is a really broad term. It doesn't have to be registered charities. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, anything like that. It's just uh, the way I kind of define it is is non non-profit or community or charities who are... Um, either trying to improve uh, biodiversity or um, help with mental health or both? Well, we're thinking about sustainability and biodiversity and things like that. Has there any one thing in particular you think any listeners should or could do just now to make a difference, to just to do something small that they, that they can take ownership of on that? Yeah, so, I mean, I could tell you what I know is the single biggest thing that people could do and it's not particularly small, unfortunately, which is the whole uh, meat, cutting out meat thing. So I, I'm not completely vegetarian, but I think just cutting down on meat is is really, um, really, really great idea. Um, so if you can't, you know, many, many people like me and, and, and I eat meat, but just to cut down on it as much as possible for the environmental, many environmental reasons, that's a big one. Um, but on a kind of more... Um, I guess garden focus level um just planting species that have some benefit to pollinating insects is just as simple as that really there's as I said there's a an issue with the whole native versus non-native but there's plenty of non-native species that are actually great for insects um if you just mix them up you know um and then I guess the other thing is is one of our one of the policies that I brought into the social enterprise right at the beginning was um essentially avoiding all single-use plastic if at all possible um so like our packaging in the items we sell is all plastic free and um really just trying to think really carefully about that um so that's something that I guess everybody's pretty pretty conscious of nowadays um but it's something that's um yeah can make a massive difference I mean that said my big bugbear is is individuals are really important but at the same time that it's the companies at the top and the um corporations at the top that need to be making those changes as well you know yeah absolutely I know it 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 bothers me sometimes when I see um gardening companies or or horticulture businesses or nature-based businesses that seem to have the message but then they you know they're still uh, you know asking to buy loads of plastic nonsense or whatever or you know there's not that element which I know and it sounds s- simple to do from an outsider point of view but you know why not just put plastic uh, ditch the plastic packaging and go for paper and go for cardboard and go for stuff that is recyclable yeah. it seems like a simple switch and would then carry through your your kind of commitment to to being eco-friendly or whatever but yeah, yeah. it's easy to say as an outsider but 
I love that you've embraced that as part of yours and from the beginning as well um it's it's a nice way to sort of set your stall out and then move forward isn't it yeah and and the thing is I think sometimes it's just what people are used to and I think that's companies as well like um just as a really really simple example those packing peanuts that you used to get everywhere those polystyrene packing peanuts and they are absolutely brilliant for protecting protecting stuff that is goes through the mail um and when I was looking for an alternative to those you can find it and it's not expensive you know completely biodegradable plant-based packing peanuts (laughs) Mm -hmm. and they just dissolve in water and I just think people so that's what we use and I just think people maybe just go for what they've always gone for but sometimes it's not actually that expensive to get a non-plastic alternative yeah yeah I think we just need to I think and the tide is turning and people are talking about this a lot more so um it's helping to grow people's sort of uh, awareness of it isn't it Definitely. so if anyone's listening then and they want to um if anyone's listening and they want to buy some wildflowers and they're thinking now I, I I've got a space I've got a little bit of ground here or I've got a pot or you know I want to 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 help support um seeds of hope what should they do where should they go so um well our website is www.seedsofhope.scot um so uh even if you you know you're not in the position for whatever reason to buy anything from us there's absolutely no problem um i'm always really happy um for people just to get in touch and have a chat about what they are doing. There's absolutely no obligation to buy anything from us. Um, the email address is on the website. It's hello at seedsofhope.scot. And um, I'm so happy to give any advice I can about um, any kind of ideas you've got for your garden. Um, just bounce them off because I've really made so many of the mistakes that (laughs) other people might be making now so um I'm not you know I'm not horticulturally trained I've gone through a lot of the things that people ask me about uh, myself so um no question is too kind of simple or too silly I think that's what I'd say Thanks very much to Serena from Seeds of Hope Scotland. I hope you enjoyed our discussion. I'm sure you'd agree it's really encouraging to hear about something so positive emerging from these troubled times. And if you want to find out more about their seed giveaways or visit the online shop, you just need to go to seedsofhope.scot or you can check them out on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. Thanks to you too for listening to this episode of the Scottish Garden Podcast. I hope you'll join me again soon. Until then, be happy and well in your garden. Goodbye.